Welcome to AAC Tip Talks, a series offering tips for professionals and partners supporting people who use augmentative and alternative communication. Each Tip Talk is a quick chat designed to give some initial strategies and connect you with resources to continue your learning. All AAC Tip Talks are offered by AAC mentors from across the global community. You can find a video version of this episode and past episodes, along with companion resources mentioned in episodes at our website, www.accessible.org. You can also find awesome webinars and events on our new learning platform, the AAC Academy. Connect with the AAC Academy at www.theaacacademy.org. So hi everyone and welcome to this episode of our AAC Tip Talks podcast and video blog. I am super starstruck and uh, incredibly flattered and blessed that Lydia Daly is joining us today to share some of her experience and insights. Um, I'm going to let Lydia take it away here and just tell us a bit about yourself. Um, and why you got into AAC mentoring, because that's going to be the topic of our tip talk today. My name is Lydia Dolly. I'm from Decatur, Iowa. I live in Madison, Wisconsin. I'm the chief executive officer and founder of Click Speak Connect. I have a condition that is called cerebral palsy. I have had cerebral palsy since birth. In May of 2020, I graduated from the University of Wisconsin in Whitewater with my Bachelor's of Science in Liberal Studies with Special Interest in Communication Sciences and Disorders. Since then, I have started my own business called Click, Speak, Connect. I consult with speech-language pathologists, teachers, parents, and clients in access methods, including faster access device experiences I have had in order to help with learning new apps and language skills related to augmentative communication. I do Zoom sessions with children who use augmentative communication devices for their mode of communication. We practice social skills with a goal to improve their confidence with their communication devices. I would like to spend more of my time with in-person visits at schools and clinics helping teachers, pairs and SLPs working with clients and their parents. And my hope one day is to open my own clinic to provide services for AAC users. I began AAC mentoring because I want other AAC users to see that they can do anything that they want to do. Also, in our sessions, we discuss issues they struggle with and I will tell them what I have done in those situations or give them ideas of things they could do or say to help them advocate for themselves. The main thought I reflect on to them is the importance of self-advocacy. No one else knows what they are feeling and their struggles, so they need to make others understand. Well, Lydia, thank you so much for sharing. You are have had a busy life so far and continue to do so many amazing services for our AAC community. 
Um, I wonder, as you're talking about self-advocacy, and I'm really excited that you're going to join us later this month and talk even more about self-advocacy in our fireside chat, but I wonder if, if you yourself had an AUC mentor as you were developing your communication as a child, and if so, how did that feel? What was that like? And if not, how did that feel? And what was that like? No, I didn't receive a AAC mentoring. I was the first one who had a physical disability and was mainstreamed in the general class. I was 15 years old. I went to a camp called Authentic Voices of America. That was the first time I interacted with another AAC user. Before that, I felt alone because I saw nobody who was like me. I wish I had someone who I could talk to that really understood what I was going through. Yeah, I, I can imagine we all are searching for some representation in our lives as as young people, right? And um, it seems like you eventually found that, but it took you a little bit of time to get there. Um, I'm wondering why is AEC mentoring so important for developing communicators who use AEC other than what you just shared, which is that way to connect with someone who is experiencing things like you are? AAC mentoring is so important. The AAC user can model for others. People that know me know how I feel about modeling. I did not like or want my parents to model for me. I thought it was unrealistic because they didn't need to use the device. So how could they know or understand how I wanted or needed to communicate with my device? So my parents didn't model for me. But I feel differently about having another peer who uses an AAC device model for me. I feel it is helpful and doesn't feel like I am being told what to say or how to set up my device by someone who has no idea what it's like to be an AAC user. I have been seeing a seven-year-old boy with a speech-language pathologist. He babbles with his device, and I share my screen that had my lamp Words for Life app so he can see how I am using my device. I will talk about something such as what I did over the weekend. After our first time of me modeling this way, the mom and the speech-language pathologist commented how he sat quietly and watched me type, something he had never done when the speech-language pathologist modeled for him. Having another AAC user talking to another AAC user can talk about situations that they face can help each other learn how to communicate their wants and needs or self-advocate with their communication devices. Yeah, it sounds like it was really important for you to have honesty in that teaching relationship and you really felt like um, that came from having some teaching come from someone who was standing in your shoes. It's so valuable. And I don't think it's something that I think enough about as an SLP myself. So I'm sure there's others out there that haven't thought about it from that perspective. I'm wondering if, if you're speaking to um, parents who have 
children who are um, connecting with AAC, but um, might benefit from mentorship from someone like you, an AAC user, how can they get that process started? My biggest tip for parents would be to make it a priority to find another AAC user for your child to meet so they know others communicate like they do and they can share and learn from each other. Yeah, and so I want, I imagine that there are some resources on the web that can help with that. I know that I we have something on the accessible website that we've started to try to help connect families with mentors in their area. Um, but after our interview today, I wonder if there are some additional resources that you might want to share um, and that we can post in our in our notes for this episode. Um, so what do you think? What are your top tips then uh, for experienced AAC users who might want to get into that uh, relationship of mentoring others? I started by mentoring younger children at school, become friends with them and get them talking about themselves. You can inspire them. You also can help them develop communication skills and social skills. And so it sounds like even just um, maybe users that are in adolescent years or upper school age years who might be more proficient, right? Not even adults yet, but connecting with younger users in their school environment could be a great place to get started. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if there's um, somewhere partners and AAC users can go to learn more about your services um, and the other wonderful projects that you have going on. People can go on my website, which is www.clickspeakconnect.com to check out our services. We are hosting a conference in October, not about AAC mentoring. Every presenter is an AAC user, and they will speak about their lives with AAC. It's $20 to register for the whole conference. People can register and read about our fantastic lineup of presenters on our website, www.clickspeakconnect.com. Oh, I'm super jazzed for that. Um, I got a chance to catch a glimpse of the ClickSpeak Connect conference last year, so mm -hmm. I'm jazzed to, to, to do so even more this time around. Um, so what are your parting words of wisdom um, on this particular topic? Uh, what should other professionals, especially parents and, and users, um, think further about on the topic of AAC mentoring? I really believe that AAC is a new kind of therapy because it works on communication and social skills. It lets AAC users work with and make friends with other AAC users while they are engaging in their communication. It's amazing for all of us. Yeah, I, I love your perspective, Lydia. And one of the things that I really appreciate most about listening to you speak is um, just the honesty in your approach. Um, I feel like you have an uplifting spirit, but you're also just like straight talk. 
right? Yeah. <laughs> so I wonder, other than your ClickSpeak Connect conference, are there any other um, projects going on in your life that you'd like to take some time to share about? <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a big yes. I don't know if we must have time to L was talk about all <laughs> of them but I'm going to pee R E sharp has present at the closing the G A P gap with my great friend. Oh. O-K-L-I-S-A. Lisa W-A-L-K-E-R. Walker about early intervention dot intervention and I do am going to talk at a 
C-O-N conference in Virginia about my life and a q f Q A C dot A A C and this Saturday, I'm working at a I F three E S festival. Four A A C A A C U users dot users A S P I R E aspire C H R E R therapy in Madison. Wisconsin is H O W S C hosting I T. I don't know if we have time to talk about all of them, but I'm going to present at the closing the gap with my great friend Lisa Walker about Charlie intervention. And I am going to talk at a conference in Virginia about my life and AAC. And this Saturday I'm working at a festival for AAC users. Aspire Therapy in Madison, Wisconsin is hosting it.
Before we started recording our episode today, Lydia was telling me that she was trying not to get overwhelmed. And I can totally see why your calendar is stacked with all these amazing opportunities for the world to hear your story. Um, I just wanted to mention that the um, Connect With Me conference that Lydia referred to earlier in our interview, the ClickSpeak Connect Connect With Me conference um, is happening the uh, 18th of October through the 22nd of October. Um, and it is online, correct, Lydia? Mm -hmm. So that it's really accessible for everybody across the world to, to attend. Um, and I also wanted to mention that Lydia um, is the founder of NADPEN. Are you using a NADPEN right now, Lydia? Yes. <clears throat> but. It isn't the P R O T prototype because we haven't F. I figured out a a w a way <laughs> to make it work. So, I am using what I made yes but it isn't the prototype because we haven't figured out a way to make it work so i am using what i made you're using your diy nad pin the founding idea behind the product wow would you like to take any time to talk about nad pin today or do you want me to move on to something else Sure. I'm working on creating a new product, NADPEN for ClickSpeak Connect, 
and my pen is a stylus for the iPad or any mobile device. I created it because since I have cerebral palsy, it is hard to use the other styluses because they are too thin and I press down so hard that I rub the rubber ends off. I designed the net pen so it is more thicker to hang onto and your hand doesn't slide down. I also designed the net pen that it has a bigger end on it, that it is more secure and it is easier to press down to select. I met a speech language pathologist assistant at one of the schools that I spoke at and he was interested in making a prototype. And this is the prototype that I'm using. We have a provisional patent for the stylus. So we are working on the progress and manufacturing that people can get it through click, speak, connect. Thank you for sharing about that. And, you know, one of the reasons I asked is because when we first started talking today, you mentioned something um, that was interesting to me, because when I think about AAC mentoring, my perspective always thinks about modeling the language like you talked about, right? So somebody speaking in a, in a simple language that I use with the same technology that I might use, but what I hadn't thought about is the access in that mentoring. I wonder if you have any insights to share about how the way you access your AAC has helped um, the kids that you mentor um, in any way on their journey to accessing their AAC. Yes, I also help with access. Because my kid, kids, yes, I also help with access because my kids might. need help with accessing dot accessing e r e reason I had a C O 
N S consultation with A A A A A A C user and H E R her backslash mom and I really could see my client client were A S was getting frustrated on how slower. Slow. She was T Y typing M typing and I S K U G suggested that she sharp has should Play in around with moving the Click clicks on 
curves. Switch. Because. She. Might. Be. Faster. By. The. Switch. By. Her. Head. Van. Her. Elbow. Dot. Elbow. That's the reason why I think speech therapist speech therapist needing need to to d c o n s consult with a b In another AAC I'm sorry it clear. Did you get all of that? I'm sorry, it cleared. Did you get all of that? I did. So what I heard was that you were working with a student um, and she was getting quite frustrated with the speed at which she was typing. And as you were working with her, it became clear to you that it's possible the switch would have been easier for her to access 
if it was at her head or perhaps her elbow is what I gathered. Mm -hmm. And that the speech therapist really needed to consult with perhaps another AAC user. I think that's where you left off. Sorry, Lydia, that's frustrating that your system just cleared on you. Yes. I imagine there are some curse words flying around in your head right now. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Speech therapist, speech therapists needed need to see O N S consult with. Another AAC user because, yes, I think speech therapists need to consult with another sometime, sometimes the A, A, C, A, A, C, user can dash C. something some things that e d educators or Therapist Therapists might not see. Yes, I think speech therapists need to consult with another AAC user because sometimes the AAC user can see some things that educators or therapists might not see. Yeah, it's an excellent point. And I know every time that I'm working with a group of professionals, I emphasize how important it is to collaborate with other people on the team and AAC users are a part of that team. Right. And we need to have a special discipline in our field, in my opinion, specifically reserved for AAC users, just like we do for other disabilities. 
you know, I'm a visually impaired person and in the visual impairment world, we have uh, vision vocational counselors that are visually impaired and can notice things and challenges that people who are not visually impaired cannot notice. What do you think about that hot potato, Lydia, that, that niche that needs to be available in the speech pathology world for AAC users? That's what I'm a d v advocating for because I wanted busy to be a s o l p s l p but the A S G H A Asha E three R E Q requirements. S requirements for A R T I C U articulation and A S W A L swallowing T E S T test R what stopped me and I think we need an A A C A A C C G R A D grad S C school 
that everyone can do because a That's no. O. F. Offense. <laughs> but. Speech therapists, speech therapists. Has. Have no idea what is like to have to use an AAC device dot device and C O and Tilda S consult I N G consulting with a a AAC users would S H I N E shine a light at someone who having ha has been i in c there c Shoe, shoes, 
that's what I'm advocating for because I want it to be a SLP, but the OSHA requirements for articulation and swallowing tests are what stopped me. And I think we need an AAC grad school that everyone can do because no offense, but speech therapists have no idea what it's like to, have to use an AAC device. And consulting with AAC users would shine a light at someone who has been in their client's shoes. <laughs> no offense taken. <laughs> You're right. A lot of us have no idea. And even as much as we try, we're never going to know what it feels like to be in your shoes. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you're inspiring me right now. I'm just, I'm thinking about this new mm -hmm. chapter in the world of disability advocacy and how crucial it will be for our community to come together and figure out how to make this happen. Mm -hmm. How do we put these important perspectives at the table so that our kids can thrive and can do so much better? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's time. I got to speech therapist, speech therapist who email. emailing e d e emailed me because they shall wanted to talk at my C O conference and I T P I O told them L I O N L only A A C A A C U seven users can P E R E S present 
because there is our mostly C Q O N F E conferences that are that have more speech therapist speech therapists talking L R dot talking and yes it's important to get pretty M O more information but I think we need to listen and to learn more from lift E C experience experiences because you might get an idea from someone a who 
actually used. Something. I got two speech therapists who emailed me because they wanted to talk at my conference and I told them only AAC users can present because there are mostly conferences that have more speech therapists talking. And yes, it's important to get more information, but I think we need to listen and to learn more from lived experiences because you might get an idea from someone who actually used something. I agree. And there's a time and place for that clinical knowledge. And then there's a time and place for user experience knowledge. And I'm really impressed that you were able to stand your ground and say, sorry, but this is only for AEC users. Yeah, because that's a qualification just like anything else, right? Yeah. So I so appreciate your time and effort today, Lydia, to talk with me. I wonder if you have the time in your schedule for one more question. Okay, cool. Thank you. So I have um, been reading about your presentation at Closing the Gap that you're doing with your, your BFF, uh, Lisa, right? C-E-C-H, technology, C-C-D-L-A, can't, can, Drive me. <laughs> crazy. I'm so sorry, technology can drive me crazy. You and me both, girl. You gotta like shake those technology gremlins <laughs> out of your house today. They're just not doing you any favors. <laughs> Thank you for coming back after that snafu. I was just going to ask you because I was looking at your Closing the Gap conference description and was so excited to see that you and Lisa are going to be talking about early intervention um, and specifically how AEC mentors really should be involved in that process. So I wondered if you could leave us with some of your thoughts about what you hope to share in that regard in your upcoming early intervention conference. I want to leave speech therapist, speech therapists, and educators. knowing that 
there is no right right look on who can or can't use an AAC device and I want them to does she think realize that by C O and Tilda could see with another AAC user is please they should ask and listen to their clients because they know themselves the best so why Do you think we know what they need without asking?
I want to leave speech therapists and educators knowing that there is no right look on who can or can't use an AAC device and I want them to realize that by consulting with another AAC user means they should ask and listen to their clients because they know themselves the best so why do we think we know what they need without asking? Yeah, I was really thrilled to see that you both were speaking on that topic. I don't know if you know this, but Accessible is having an early intervention and AAC conference coming up in February. I wonder if we could tempt you to speak perhaps on this similar topic. Maybe. Think about it. You're a busy woman. I so appreciate you giving us your time and your perspective today. I just want to mention a couple other really wonderful projects you've been involved in, if you don't mind, so that I can um, help people discover them if they're not aware of them. So uh, Lydia is presenting at Closing the Gap, which is coming up um, here in a hot minute. I'm going to be there too virtually, so see you through the, the virtual sphere. And um, I heard through the grapevine you were presenting at ATIA, Lydia. What did you decide? Are you going to do that or not? You. You. And. Unfortunately, no. Because I have to pay for myself and a care give giver to come and write now I'm not in that place to be able to do that so I'm going to be 
share. V I R T virtually. Unfortunately, no, because I have to pay for myself and a caregiver to come and right now I'm not in that place to be able to do that, so I'm going to be there virtually. Well, that is super unfortunate, but I'm glad you're going to at least attend virtually. And anyone listening, this is even more of a reason why we need to make this possible for AC users to share their perspectives and their voices at these conferences and um, provide scholarships and stipends to help that happen. So in addition to that, Lydia, and all your speaking engagements, I just want to mention that you're also um, an author in the Exceptional Leaders in AAC book, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, super great. There's 15 AAC leaders and champions in that book, and Lydia is one of, in my opinion, the most charismatic of the lot. So I'm so thrilled that you gave us your time today, Lydia, and I hope that everyone will learn from your wisdom. Um, and I look forward to talking with you again soon. Thank you. For. Letting. Me do this and I think our C O N V conversation was needed to S P R spread awareness. Thank you for letting me do this, and I think our conversation was needed to spread awareness. I completely agree, and I can't think of any better way to kick off AEC Awareness Month and to have a conversation with you. So thank you again. Mm. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of AEC Tip Talks. Remember, you can watch this interview in video form on our blog, you can also have access there to all of the print materials mentioned in this episode as well. If you're interested in learning more about other AAC topics or taking trainings, connecting with mentors and more, visit our website at www.accessible.org. That's A-A-C-C-E-S-S-I-B-L-E.org.